0: Welcome to That's a Hard No, the podcast about learning to say no and set boundaries to live our best lives. I'm your host, Heather Drago. You may think because of this podcast that I'm a boundary setting expert, but I'm not. I'm an expert at struggling to set boundaries. But you know what? I'm working on it and it is getting easier. Follow along with me as I learn from fellow strugglers and experts so that you too can start saying no without feeling fear, guilt, or FOMO. two of my favorite people, the two Jens, as they're known in my little business. Jen Prohaska, who you've met before. She's an amazing brand strategist and copywriter. And my pal, Jen Bauer, who's an amazing graphic designer, illustrator, creative force, who I work with as much as I can, because she's so great. And um, somehow I conned them both into reading this book that I love, <laughs> our first book club book. And uh, they just can't say no to me. So here they are. I think Jen is kind of wishing she did say no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm good. (laughs) So we're just going to talk about um, our fun book, know How to Stop Saying Yes When You Can't, You Shouldn't, or You Just Don't Want To by Sarah Knight. Um, What did you guys think? It's fun. It's a fun read. Yeah. Yeah. Was it kind of like... You're reading it along and you're like, yeah, yeah, I know this, I know this. Or were there any new things that, or or things you hadn't really put into those words that you learned?
1: Um, I wouldn't say it's new, but it's definitely like a reinforcement of some things, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard before. Or things I should be like, okay, yes, I know I should be saying no to this and I'm not. Or, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of like I can see myself in this scenario. Or mm-hmm. So it wasn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't say new per se, but like some funny ways of putting it or ways to think about how to say no or or say no and add something to it that is like, no, but maybe yes next time kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How about you, Jen?
0: Yeah,
2: similar. Um, I went into it thinking, you know what, I I don't have a problem saying no. It's actually one of the things that I've done for a long time now. However, um, I am not the best at receiving no.
0: (laughs) Same.
2: She doesn't get to that until the end of the book, but Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. at the same time, like, Going through this and understanding that people are saying no, it's it's not something to take personally. They're protecting their time and energy or whatever, um, is a is a really good, not even it's a good reminder, reinforcer, like you were saying, Jen, um, to me, that everybody has so many <laughs> to give and there's a <laughs> budget. That's right. I love that. I love that whole concept. I do too because it explains so much. Right <laughs> when I for me, I, I have a hard time saying no for kids stuff right there's always volunteer opportunities I mean there's always volunteer opportunity and when I say no or pass up the sign-up sheet there is some guilt there right but I have done the past where I have said yes to everything and then I can't get my work done right or you're Mm -hmm. exhausted or you're frazzled or whatever
0: right yeah
2: so this idea of having a budget is fantastic yeah I don't know what mine is yet but I'll figure it
0: out I love what you said about receiving now, because I, I, talking with Maura, like we've had conversations where I was like, it's so funny that people who seem to really be on board with the whole setting boundaries and saying no thing. Sometimes they're the worst boundary pushers (laughs) where you're like, no, thanks. I really can't do this right now. And they're like, are you sure? But what if we did this? And like, they keep pushing and they keep pushing. And I'm like, they're really not self-aware that they're pushing my boundaries. Um, But reading this thing, the thing that has stuck with me since reading this has been the um the mutual veto power thing Mm. in my relationship with my husband and it literally just came up this past week where i had the opportunity to get a free elliptical and the thing's ginormous it's like the kind you see in a in a like a gym and i was like yes free elliptical he's like where are we gonna put this thing? (laughs) there's no place (laughs) like in the middle of the living room like where is it gonna go and i was like but i want it he's like no and then. And I kept – I started pushing his boundaries, and I was like, you know what? Mutual veto power. Like, I'm not going to force this guy to live around (laughs) this giant piece of equipment (laughs) just because I want it, like – Find be, another way. Go to a gym. You know, like so. Be
1: your office chair now instead of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> can just- you have standing a whole new meaning. I'm,
1: I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Why I, do I mean, you keep bobbing up and down out of yeah. the camera. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm and like, just- I worry about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like to me, I, that was a big takeaway for me. Was like, oh yeah, I gotta. I I don't want to be the boundary pusher either. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I will perfect. say that in the beginning, the test was helpful.
0: Oh, my gosh. Because, same.
2: You know, people pleasing is something certainly I have done. I mean, we've all done it, I think. But I, I've worked through like that's an obvious one, right? Like it's almost mm-hmm, like yeah. a cliche to be a people pleaser. But FOMO for me, that's what I ended up testing same. as most hmm. of it because I really. Professional FOMO. Mine is professional and personal. Oh. Because I think I mean, I've always identified with being an extrovert, although I'm having my doubts lately. But. You know, when, when people invite me, a, f- a friend of mine invited to go out for a birthday dinner and she's great fun and her friends are great fun. It would have been a great time. And I was on this group text and I was like, I should want to go, you know, I mean, for her and because it would be so fun. And I don't do a lot of that anymore, but I just really didn't want to. <laughs> and she respected that. I mean, mm-hmm. I said, you know, I was honest. I was like, you know, I'm really tired mm-hmm. and I just I don't think I can do that right now. And she totally respected that, but then the after text came in with yeah. the pictures, and I'm like,
0: these people I don't know, but they're so fun. Oh yeah, You're would, right. I, would I could have? Maybe I should have. Yeah. Maybe I could have made time. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah. so
2: I I appreciated that Sarah constantly reinforced. You know what? I enjoy sitting at home and watching my TV or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And for me, that particular night. Um, I, I spent with my kids at home. And I really enjoy our Friday nights because mm-hmm. there isn't the hustle and bustle of getting ready for right. the next
0: day. Just that winding down So time. Friday
2: nights are really my favorite night. And they yeah. can stay up a little bit later. It's not that big of a deal because we're not waking mm-hmm. up for school. So, I mean, I, I made the right decision, but there's still that, oh, what if I had missed out on my lifelong bestie who's going to completely change my life? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll
0: never know. <laughs> I know. And for me, it's it's, I'm always worrying about the, you know, should, should I go after this opportunity? Because if I don't, maybe this would be like my next huge client that I'm going to have forever and they're going to love me and or I'm going to get, you know, acclaim and more opportunities down the line. And, you know, and sometimes I go after things I shouldn't, uh, that are just too big or too soon, or I've already made a bunch of commitments and, and then I'm, and I struggle. Like I literally have this inner struggle of should I, shouldn't I, should I, um, and I need to get over it. Yeah. Well, and I that's mean, I'm, I'm tired, man. I'm right? tired. Her flow chart is fantastic. I love this thing. Um, but you, yeah, we printed this out. It's on Sarah Knight's website, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she has a whole, when you go to her books, there's like a book club discussion guide. And then if you get the audio book, she has all the visuals and the, the Mad Libs things. Like nice. red, You can't you can call print Mad Libs because they're Oh, trademarks. that's right. They're not really Mad Libs. Sorry.
2: <laughs> the the non-Mad Libs because they're trademarked Mad yes, Libs. Yes, those.
0: Uh, but it's all available for download on her website, so check it out. But um, I literally have colored this in. It's on my bulletin board. I have, like, paths colored in different. Nice. It's it's so funny, and it's so true. And I think to me a lot of it was just reinforcement, like you said, Jen. Like, I read it, and I'm, I'm like, how long have I been talking about no, right, since 2019? you are probably tired of hearing it but <laughs> no but, but i still learn things and like i didn't realize how much fomo was the thing i, I always thought of myself as a pushover people pleaser a lot of it's overachieving
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know um you know trying trying to be the thing i aspire to be well that's fine but you don't have to do it all right now you know
1: yeah which were you i over well a people pleaser for sure um what were the other what were the, all the I, I don't feel like fomo oh, okay I don't feel like FOMO was so much, maybe the pushover and people pleaser, maybe a little bit of overachiever, Mm -hmm. kind of, Mm -hmm. kind of fell into all categories on some level. Yeah, I was a
0: good healthy mix. Depending
1: (laughs) on the situation, I feel like work wise, I feel like, yeah, I definitely need to like beef up my no skills because I I do feel like I want to make sure I get everything done and do it well because I'm good at that. And then I'm like so stressed that I don't, you know. Or or I'll I'll shut off kind of sometimes too, where it's like, a, mm-hmm. I'm like, I should be doing these things, but I'm just not, you know, like, yeah, so I can relate to that.
2: And you can't, I, I cannot force creativity. That's yeah. right. Right. So as like creative people. It's like, I'll sit down to write something in my allotted time.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Brain is tired. Nothing happens up there. Yeah.
1: Like. yeah. Well, yeah. And there's like that pressure behind you that you're like, I got to get this done now. And it's like, it just puts like a little block in there. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> Right. I'm doing it yeah. right now.
0: Just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there have been times when you and I have worked on things where you're so responsive. You're 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 really great at, like, when we work with clients. She's like, sure, I can do that. And she, like, does it, right? And I'm like, you got to hold back. Don't turn it around right away. You got to train the clients to give you some time because you're not always going to have the time. And you yeah. don't want them to think you can always, you know, whip stuff out in an hour, you yeah. know? So, yeah. yeah, we have to train ourselves. We have to train the people around yeah. us, you know? Yeah, and you and I
2: Heather have talked a lot about the generational thing. Like, yeah. you know, the, yeah. I grew up the client is always right, you you underpromise, overdeliver. Mm-hmm. You shut the f up and do whatever you're told when you work for somebody else, mm-hmm. right? So like, you pay your dues, that's a big one that Gen Z is like, I don't think so. <laughs> right? But as a Gen X, like all those things were how mm-hmm. like so a lot of this for me is unlearning. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that. Mm-hmm. And for pick, sure and picking some of it that I mean you know you want to serve the client, of course, but not at the expense of my time energy and creativity
0: yeah yeah I, ha- I had a realization a while ago that um, I had a client that I ended up having to I say fire, but it was sort of a mutual agreement <laughs> um, What do they call that when the there's a divorce and it's like a mutual irreconcilable differences or something like I don't that know. yeah yeah <laughs> and really what I realized after in hindsight was that that was that client was pushing me to do things and saying I want to do this I want to do that I want to do the other thing and I just shut up and did it right and I I did him a disservice because mm-hmm. he was paying me for my expertise and I should have said no wait a minute why do you want to do that let's talk about that let's and I didn't I didn't give him that and so in the long run it didn't serve him very well and it didn't serve me well because this you know i wasn't happy with the work that was produced so mm-hmm. yeah you have to have the courage to kind of you say no know, and i i find professionally i can say no like i'm i'm most of the time <laughs> um i really struggle with it just in my personal family thing things with you know any anyone in my family it's family's a so big thing so hard there's all these dynamics and expectations and but why you know so yeah that's the for thing sure i struggle with And even at 48 years old, I still have parental pressure. I mean, not necessarily
2: overtly, but like, you know what your parents want you to do, and when they, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. like, should be over this? Like, I made dad mad, you know? But but at the same time, like, (laughs) I think it's kind of, I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's normal, but... Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel that too. yeah. But I feel like it's more on my side, it's more of the in-laws, not necessarily Uh, my own parents, but it's I think they're just different types of people too, that like, you know, that my in-laws, I feel like just in general, their personalities are more demanding or more expectations. And my family has always been more like, oh, okay, that's okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even a little bit, um, what is it? When you you kind of say something, but you don't like really mean it. Or like, oh, um, yeah. I don't know.
2: No, I know what you mean. They say everything's okay, but it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's fine. passive-aggressive. It's but it's fine. A little yeah. bit passive-aggressive. Yeah. That's I'm what I was trying to think of. Yeah. I was, yeah. I'm always worried about hurting feelings. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they've probably gone on with their life and I'm sitting there ruminating Reeling, about, re- "Well, did I hurt their feelings?" And yeah. they're like,
0: "What are you talking about?" Like, I forgot about that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. that's kind
1: of like with the point of some of the things too. Like it's we get hung up on saying no because we're worried about what other people are thinking mm-hmm. and really they're not even thinking about it as much as we are. Like you're like, okay, okay, no. So oh, and then we're like, you know, five hundred scenarios later. <laughs> but but if I say no, this could happen and this could happen and this could happen and really just say no and see what happens, you know? Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> I really yeah. it's yeah. funny, I as you're talking I realized that I got very anxious when she was in the family part, when she was um, talking about different ways to say no to things, not just family. Actually it was the event. So weddings, mm-hmm. baby showers. <laughs> like even now there's lit like the anxieties tweaked a little bit, like well, you would say no to a wedding. You know, but she had some, I mean, if she had dueling weddings, obviously she had to make a choice. Or the one that she taught, I really appreciated the one that she talked about where her good friend was getting married. And then like family friends ended up having a wedding at the same time. And she wrote a note to her assistant that who, and the note was beautiful. It was, this is what's happened. This is the truth. But I love you so much. So let's do something different where we can take you out and, and have a special. So like no doesn't. When I hear no, I often think, no, shut the door. Mm. And her, you know, the no and switch, or the mm-hmm. no and later, mm-hmm. all those kind of things, where it's like, no, however, we can do this. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated that nuance. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I liked, I liked kind of the, um, the Not Mad Libs and the, and the different examples mm-hmm. she gave, because there are some situations that I have found tricky in the past. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a good way to do it. You know, mm-hmm. the no, but yes, and the, um, I don't know, I just thought it was really helpful um I really loved her mantra thing her visualization where she like she constantly refers back to that baby shower right mm-hmm. and I you know professionally I have you know the postcard that went through 18 rounds of revisions that that's one that sticks in my head so you've heard me Jen mm-hmm. where I'm like now before we give you this <laughs> creative product let's talk about design by committee and why it's not a good thing mm. and like you know so I've learned how to prevent that um I have to figure out and there are some interpersonal relationship type things too that I refer back and I'm like, ooh, remember that blow up? Let's not, let's snip this in the bud now so I don't have another one of those. Did you, did that cause any reflection on your part or do you have anything like that, a mantra that, or a thing you think back to?
2: I had, so I read a while ago that, and this this is related tangentially, but um, that when we, what overthinking is, is really your brain trying to prevent is, tr- is your brain trying to keep you safe, right? Mm-hmm. So we start to overthink because there's danger. So when I start to overthink about the no or making a parent, ma- you know, or or if the in-laws in my family has something at the same time, how do I mm-hmm. balance that? And, you know, this and that. Because I care about them both. And you don't want somebody to feel like they're not. So I start to overthink things. And now, after I read the piece of advice that I did, I say, you know what, there is no danger here. And I think that that's her point. Yeah. There is no danger here. Like, That's a
0: very good point. Yeah,
2: there's some guilt on my part, and and if somebody else is upset with me, then truly it is their responsibility to say to me, "Listen, you hurt my feelings."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I've had experiences in the past where people have said that, and I've had it where they haven't, and the relationships have just kind of gone away, which makes me super sad. And and I don't know what happened, but you know, if somebody's not going to respect me enough, or with our relationship enough. To be open to and put honest. In the work
0: and talk to you about it. Yeah, yeah. which I think is her
2: entire point. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all you're doing is protecting yourself and that other person. Mm-hmm. And she keeps saying this is only when you want to say no or you right. should say no. It's not when you really want to do the thing. Right, like, right, right.
0: Yeah. And on that note, we'll be right back. I'm back with my buddies, Jen and Jen. The two Jens. Jen squared. <laughs> Let's talk about power nos. I literally cut myself like the past week. I'd be like clicking on like just not re- like she's like, don't respond. That's the ultimate power no. I'm like, power no. Power oh, no. Oh, yeah. Power to who? No. I get I have to check my email. i that her right? no. email that you ever responded to? <laughs> I swear, <laughs> I, power I, I hmm. literally get five emails a day from people saying, can you use. 50 to 100 more leads a week and And i'm like no 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 i'm beating work back with the stick go away and it's like they're all written by the same person but it's from a different person and i just get so many offers for things so many pitches for things so many random newsletters i never signed up for there's so many things so i do that a trick i i've told our listeners about before where every now and then I'll go into my email inbox and I'll just search on the word unsubscribe. Mm. And all these newsletters will come up that either I forgot I signed up for or I didn't sign up for. And I I go through and unsubscribe and then I delete them all. It's like my favorite thing to do. It's like very (laughs) I always worry, like,
1: you know, especially the ones that I've certainly, I know I did not sign up for. I'm like, how did I get on this list? Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like, clicking unsubscribe. I'm like, am I actually unsubscribing or am I getting more? No, like, oh, right.
0: <laughs> I, I'm definitely on a list somewhere. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. We're all. Yeah. So I just feel like I'm inundated all the time. So I'm just like, I have, I have no qualms. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> or I get texts. I just start, I respond, yeah, yeah. stop, stop. Like, it's just like my, my go-to thing now. So what are your power no's?
2: Oh, I'd have to think about that. I don't know that I really have any.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Nothing's coming to mind. I mean, I might have some, but it's nothing immediately like being asked is mm-hmm. coming to
2: mind. I think for me, it goes back to the kid thing, because they're, con- especially at the end of the year. I mean, we just ended school. It's the, hey, here's the sign up for this mm-hmm. and the sign up for that and the sign up for this. I really don't want those days. You know, and I have two kids at two different schools. <laughs> so like trying to keep all of those things straight. And I screwed a few things up last week or the last week of school. Nothing major, of course, but like. Oh, today's field day. Just kidding. No, it's not. And I had the date, right? I just had the date, you know, thing, yeah. because our brains can only hold so much. Anyway, so I think that those have become, now that I think about it, my hard nose. I just delete the email.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember being in like the younger grades where I was like on every PTA possible and mm-hmm. everything. I was like, oh, I, am, I need to be, you know, in this event and helping with this and helping with that. And then I kind of burnt myself out and was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm not doing any of it anymore. Like I kind of got to a point. And then Came back a little bit, but I was more of a reasonable Mm -hmm. once they got older. And then there's less demands on uh, immediately of the parents as they get older. There's like, you know, the sport boosters and those things, which I would, you know, do my share. But I was not like I'm not a committee person anymore. I've I've over over committed to committees, you know, like like being Mm -hmm. the head of something where it was like just so much more stress. And but I I felt like. I needed to do it. I had, it was my duty to do it. And also I wanted to be involved. I didn't want to be like right. not involved. Mm-hmm. But then it well, was sure. like, you know, like there had to be like a balance for, you know, with with everything. A I there's sometimes of,
0: a fear to volunteer also because you're like, once they've got you, <laughs> well, they, they volunteer for everything. Yeah. And so you have to kind of really find your boundaries and yeah. be like, I, I can do this, but I'm not going to do everything. And yeah. I yeah. kind of did what you did, Jen. I kind of got a little overwhelmed with it and then had to pull back and then... I kind of miss those days now, but. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I'll send you my email.
0: And you can volunteer the to power bring the basket for whatever <laughs> it is we're doing. So funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I wanted to talk about FOMO as business owners because you both own your own businesses. Jen owns JupeArt Studio. She's jupeartstudio.com. She's fantastic. Hire her. She's great. <laughs> Thank you. And the other Jen is therightdifference.com, which is fantastic. I trust her enough. She's rewriting my website. She's so good. Um, so you're both business owners, you both struggle. The three of us, and then pairs of us have mm-hmm. all kvetched with each other about boundaries as business owners, and you and Jen Prohaska and I, we've had a whole conversation about it. Um, do you feel like this book help like for people who are reading this, do you think it helps mostly with personal life or with work and career? Or do you feel like it's like pretty well balanced for everybody? in all situations? How, how did you, when you were reading it, did you feel it impacted you like personally or professionally or any?
2: Yeah, I think it, it tends to lean more personal because there are so many more opportunities. I mean, mm-hmm. she had, you know, she talks about professional and working for others sure. and, you know, like being your own boss a little bit. But for me, I think what I've learned professionally is it's it's not so much that I think this is going to be the big breakthrough or whatever, because I've had those large projects. It's, well, I need the money. Mm. But meanwhile, what has come to me when I'm doing as one person, you know, you do like yeah. five little projects. Well, now I I probably ruin the opportunity to take on that true message strategy project, because I'm over here writing things, you know, little mm-hmm. things. Because mm-hmm. um, somebody will come to me and say, hey do you have time for xyz and she she talks about that and i'm always like yes because i need the money and mm-hmm. and
0: and that's where that abundance mindset we've yes. talked about comes in where you have to trust that it will come and right. I, that's I, hard it, yes yeah. but it's hard
1: to say no to like cuz you feel like if i say no to this i'm not going to make the money to be able to say no to things that you're like okay saying no to, to find the right yes and you're like it is a leap of faith kind of like sometimes where you're like e- should i say no yeah, really should yeah. i say no and yeah. but then you know I, I find myself, and then I have a client right now that, um, I probably should be saying no to. Even this morning, I was like raw, 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 about something, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh come on! I like I probably do need to like form a an email that says politely, thanks, but I need to step away because it's not serving serving my needs. I have other clients that I'm pushing off that I would be making more money than what I'm making with you, and then there's less aggravation or more creativity or whatever it is yeah. that, that, that the answer is. But it's like, I'm, I'm leery of saying no.
0: And there's <laughs> so, one of her <laughs> notes. The, the, <laughs> there the you not go. Mad li- yeah, the not Mad Libs. <laughs> but I there's, a, there's also this, this, this fallacy of sunken costs, right, where you've worked with someone over years and you've invested all this time and you've done all this stuff and you're like, well, I can't turn them away now. We've mm-hmm. already... Or I've done all this work. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to throw that away. But sometimes a relationship or mm-hmm. an arrangement doesn't serve you anymore. And you just have to be like, okay, yes, I put all that into it. But
1: I feel know. like for me, and I'm trying to get better with this, but I feel like for me, I have blinders on until after the fact of a scenario that comes up. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, sure. I was way past, I should have said no, like multiple times, way longer. And realizing that after the fact, that I'm like, wow, I'm so free right now. Why did I, <laughs> Why did I not do this earlier? That's and I'm true. trying to get better with it. And I think I have been getting better and more aware of what's going on when I'm in the moment and realizing, okay, this is maybe not the right thing and I need to switch things yeah. around or, yeah. or you know, try to bolster the ones that I'm like, you know, like I think you've told me before where you dread. If you dread something when you're, if you there, know.
0: If, you, if your stomach drops when the name pops up on your phone, you don't need to be working with them. yeah. Yeah, for
1: whatever reason it is, whether it's personality yeah. or just the work or whatever it is whatever. that it's you yeah. know. So there's a couple of things that I've.
0: How do How been do you better. in the moment, like you said, you're getting better in the moment of like recognizing things. Are there certain um, telltale signs? Well, I or? think part
1: of it is because I have plenty of things coming in right now. I've got mm-hmm. I've got things where I feel comfortable enough to say no to things because I don't feel like if I say no, I'm not going to have anything coming in. I do have a like plenty of plenty of work coming in, which is good. Um there have been before, especially starting up the business too, where I was like, sure. I'll do anything, you know, even <laughs> yeah. if it was like not something I really wanted to yeah. do, but I was like, sure. just, you know, got to pay for this giant computer I just bought or whatever it is, yeah. you know, so yeah, yeah I yeah. think, and maybe just, you know, listening to things <laughs> that you've said or gone through and trying to put things in perspective or trying to be a little, a little bit more, um, when somebody asks me to do a job, not be so eager to say Right away to maybe take a pause and yes. let me think like about it or let me get thing. back to you or, you know, and if it's still if I still feel that like, oh, this is not something I want to be doing, then mm-hmm. maybe I need to be more emboldened. And I say think no. that
0: pause is really important, mm-hmm. that taking a minute and be like, I'm not sure. Let me check my calendar. Let me get back to you. I think mm-hmm. that's so important, even if even if it's just for deciding whether or not you want to work with somebody, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I also liked her. Thank you for thinking of me. Yes.
2: Please think of me again. Yes. Yeah. Because that's always my fear. Like, well, they're going to go to somebody else forever. Yeah, and it's like, for well, sure. yeah. I don't have time right now. Whether that's true or not doesn't matter. Like, I don't have space right now. Mm-hmm. Please think of me again for your next opportunity. That I'll take with me for sure. Yeah. yeah. I love that's that. That's a good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think most of these, I like the scenario. I mean, there's certainly times when you say no and you don't feel, you shouldn't feel you have to explain yourself. But I think sometimes. It, it is helpful to mm-hmm. be like, you know, give a little bit more of an explanation or be a little more open with the reasoning and then help the person that's getting the no get the understanding of yeah. why. And it's maybe a no now, but maybe yes in the future yeah. or no to this. But can we do something else like in a personal like, you know, yeah, I can't come to your wedding, but I can agreed go yeah. to dinner or something. I think it's so. helpful
0: like a social lubrication. And I think just as people in a society dealing with it, mean, you, you don't want to just burn every relationship no. you have, right? right? right. So I, I found it very helpful. Um, and I've kind of, yeah, you can see I have a bazillion. Yeah. was a thing too,
2: don't you think like COVID has helped? I mean, COVID is awful, but COVID has helped a little bit. With it, this. I think
0: so. I think people, people, I think feel less obligated yeah. to mm-hmm. get together and, and, had to become more mindful of their own personal well-being mm-hmm. or suffered mentally. Yeah, because our know. budget went from this like big yeah, to little. Yeah. Or they got completely overcommitted because they had kids at home and they're working and it was easy, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think people kind of learned how to stand up for themselves a little bit.
2: Yeah, and the one line that she had that I really liked was, um, oh, I just made a note. People do understand when you say, you know, my week is already packed. Yeah. things and for me that came from the coat from covid Mm -hmm. because i I don't even directly know why but i think it was this realization of how packed my schedule was and then it went to zero and then when you start to put stuff in it's like you know what some of that downtime was really helpful to be bored Mm -hmm. or to be whatever yeah Yeah. so when i say to people you know what or i've had said to me you know what i've over my week is packed yeah that's a note that i accept very easily i'm like oh i get that good for you yeah we'll do it some other time
0: yeah before we go, there's one story in this book that I keep thinking about that cracks me up. And that's the one where she's on the subway. Oh, yeah, with the, bo- with the <laughs> boy who was screaming. And there's this boy <laughs> screaming, I want to sit down. I want to sit down. And the dad's like, he's fine. Don't worry about People keep offering the kid to sit and keep screaming and keep screaming. The dad's like, he's fine. We're going to get off soon. And then he just blows up and says, I want to sit down. And she just looks him at, right in the eye and just says. Well we can't always get what we, we want. want, kid, or something. And- <laughs> I, I was sharing that with Noah, and he's like, you know, that was like a formative life experience for that kid, right? He's never going to forget that. And I was like, ooh, I wonder. Yeah, and she even says, she's like, you know,
2: that's a little bit more mommy dearest than I wanted it to be. <laughs> I know, like,
0: right? I'm
2: not proud of this necessarily, yeah. but the point is the kid shut up and everybody moved on.
0: Yeah, and sometimes, I mean, they say kids like uh, need structure, and, oh, yeah. and so sometimes I think as parents— you well, have to give them
1: back. I bet though, because it wasn't coming from dad; it was coming from someone that he didn't know. Some was random much more, person, yeah. yeah that the was a stranger like,
0: authority Ooh. who was annoyed with him.
1: Yeah, and was, and
0: let it be <laughs> okay. known. Yeah, I love that story. So I think about that story all the time.
1: <laughs> That's a good one.
0: <laughs> so funny. I don't I know would. if I would have the have the to, to, to do that.
1: Uh, but but now I maybe I will. <laughs> it depends. It depends on the scenario. Actually, yeah. yesterday I came home from baseball, and there were. We have little neighbor boys that just moved in this last year, and they're always out playing, which is great. But there were some other kids that were, like, similar age, maybe a little bit older, that were riding a bike together. And, and the, the two of them that were, like, one was standing on the bars or whatever, riding together. And um, they're like, yo, bro, or something else. They won't buy <laughs> Yeah, and I'm, like, looking around, like, <laughs> who's I don't know whose bro you're talking about. I'm no bro, but whatever. And then they just, I don't know, know—we're chatty or whatever. But then they got farther down and they were across the street from the other boys. And I don't know who started it, but they were going back and forth. And the mom was yelling like, I'm 14 and you're not going to treat my cousin that way. And so it was just like, they kept going. And I was like, this is, you know, so I just kind of walked over closer and closer and was like, hey, both of you, both, you guys stop talking and you guys keep going. Like, are like, you. are you the mom? I'm like, no, but I'm a neighbor. Or like, I'm the bro. <laughs> I
0: am a mom. <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> I'm the
1: bro. I'm the bro. Own but it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it did any good, but in the moment, I was like, I'm just gonna like need try to get her to her a stop T-shirt
0: that just says bro. I'm the
1: bro.
2: <laughs> I'm all for that. That's awesome. It's it's true that like I've become that mom at the playground, like because mm-hmm. so many parents, sorry to say. Well, yeah, they're just send looking their kids at their phone and look at their phone, and yeah. then their kid's being an a hole. I'm like, I yeah. have found myself saying, not rude or anything, but just mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna go in and protect my kids. Yeah, and I, I didn't think I would be that mom, I thought I
0: would be a little too. Oh,
2: I was that mom. the politeness would kick in, but oh, yeah. it seems
0: to all go away. It, <laughs> it depends was, for I was, me. I was mama bear with mine. I, my, my son Matthew, who actually happens to be at the studio today, he's 26. Has always been the gentlest, nicest person. And I remember we were at a McDonald's playland. Say no (sighs) more. This is the last time we were there. There were two things that happened there. So one was he was up in the like tube crawly things. Mm -hmm. And some bully bigger kid pushed him. And Matt being Mr. Polite said, excuse me. And I went... No, hell no. And I, like, crawled in the tubes. And I was like, you get out of here. You don't get to... I mean, literally, I, like, yeah. mama bear went nuts. And then and then Matt continued to play. And then I'm sitting there eating. And I hear one mom say to the other mom, she pulls her kid over. And she goes, look at this. Is this pink guy? And I was like, let's go, Matt. We're yeah. leaving. <laughs> Time to go. <laughs> Never been back. <laughs> that was a hard no. Yeah. That's funny. Like, so funny. anyway. That's a hard no. Yeah. 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 So you guys... Thank you so much for a letting me talk you into reading this book, and for coming on. And um, you know, I love chatting with you. Both you and I are always like chatting, to chatting, get off and the phone. chatting. you yeah. are like one more thing, one
1: more yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm really gonna say bye now. <laughs> I'm really gonna say goodbye now. Okay,
0: really, I gotta go. <laughs> so anyway, you guys are the best. You know, I love talking with you. Thank you for reading this, listeners. I hope you'll in- you'll read the book and enjoy it, and let us know what you think. Um, and if you have questions or comments, you want to add to the conversation. Go on our website, hardnopodcast.com, and you'll see all kinds of ways you can do that. So,
1: thank you, everybody.
2: Thanks for having us. Yes,
1: thanks for having me. Us? Me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Got questions or a boundary-setting success story or flop? It's easy to get in touch with us. Send an email through our website, hardnopodcast.com. DM us on social. We're at hardnopodcast or leave a message at 216-370-3410. We'll be featuring some of our favorite questions and messages in future mailbag episodes. So get in touch. You can find show notes and a transcript of today's episode on our website, hardnopodcast.com. Make sure to like and subscribe on your favorite listening platform so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you liked what you heard, please give us a rating and review, especially on Apple so others can find us too. That's a Hard No is a production of Clever Girl Marketing, my strategic marketing agency based here in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. You can learn all about us at clevergirlmarketing.com. It's written by me, Heather Drago, and our amazing marketing and production coordinator, Mara Del Rosario. Production support, Evergreen Podcast, Noah Fouts, producer and editor extraordinaire. Our awesome new rock anthem was written by Noah and performed by his band, The Big Leagues. I love it so much. Thank you, Noah. Shout out to Jake Donnelly, the videographer and photographer who's the creative force behind our YouTube videos. You demand, Jake. You can find him at rjdonnelly.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. And remember, saying no isn't just okay. Saying no is the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. So do it. Find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no! Welcome to the Bravery Academy. My name is Emma Ferris
2: and I'm your host,